Welcome to the Dog Zone 9000, the official podcast of 1900 Hot Dog, America's final comedy website. We're still doing written comedy. It's basically an archival effort at this point, so so history won't forget that we that we were here and that we made dick jokes one time and it was beautiful. Uh, if you want to fund our text-based comedy dick joke museum, go to patreon.com slash 1900hotdog and support the arts, I guess? Uh, I'm the tormented ghost of a pastry magnate. Robert Brockway, and with me is quite the fuckable cake, Sean Baby. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, working on my night moves. Uh, meet me in the woods in your 60 Chevy. Uh, that's my plug. That's that's fitting uh, for the Jersey Devil, I'm assuming. You're talking, you're addressing this. Yeah, speaking directly to, to the, the Jersey, Jersey Devil. Devil. I will be dressed as a cake. But, well, Come fuck me in the woods. Little known fact... Night Moves was written about uh, a powerfully sexual Jersey Devil. Uh, our guest today from the podcast, Everything is Real, which is about everything being real, it's Natalie D. and Drew Toothpaste. Hi. Hey, what's up, guys? Hi. Welcome back. No, just podcasting. Yeah, podcasting. <laughs> this podcast before. Just podcasting stuff. <laughs> nice, always smooth a, intro. Always a pleasure to be in the dog zone. We love it. Love podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> we clean it up just for you. We, we dusted not everything in its place. Uh, I like we, uh, I like the idea that we get the clean edit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the the content will be filthy. Just the actual space. Right. Just the actual space will be clean. It will need to be. It will, especially this episode. It's going to need some some good hosing down afterwards. Uh, before we get started, just going wild on on this cake. Uh, uh, what do you want to plug? I'm assuming the podcast, which is fantastic. Yeah, we've been uh, hosting Garbage Brain University for about four years. That's just garbagebrainuniversity.com. And lately we've been doing a series called Everything is Real about the occult, aliens, paranormal, quantum mechanics, just everything all tied together. You guys, uh, I listen to the podcast sometimes. And it, what I like about it is I can never tell how real you think things are. Like, if it's a bit, I, I'm just fully on board. I'm like, yeah, they think aliens are real. And then I talk to you, I'm like, no, they're reasonable people. They know aliens aren't real. Well, we keep it up in the air because we don't score until the end. Yeah, no, I, I, I love it. I, it's, it's, it's but that. I will say that I do think aliens are real. Okay, good. Just for the record. <laughs> not the not the one from Peru, the mummy. I don't believe in that one. That little tiny dried up rest, ET yeah. monster. I don't think that guy's real. But <laughs> just the, rest the one. Of them, yeah. Just the one is too far. Right. Let's all, all the rest on the table. Let's all agree on the count of three. Say fuckable or not fuckable. Okay, we're all gonna do it together, so no one can like the little guy. Yeah, the little guy. Okay. okay. <laughs> one, <laughs> two, three. Oh, absolutely fuckable. Oh, the only one. I'm saving it for the for the dancing ones from communion. Oh yeah. Those they, ones can, they get, can it. get it for sure. I would say no to the grays from communion, but I would say yes to the little short dancing ones. To the little ones blue doctors. Yeah. 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 I'm hold I'm holding out for them. Just yeah. in case they want to be like exclusive. I don't want to ruin it. Right. <laughs> I would I want them to be like, ah, Earth slut. I would not <laughs> fuck any alien. <laughs> Like, I feel like most of them probably are, like, radioactive or something, and the mummy guy yeah. has too many corners, and he's too dusty. I can't He is. I can't I, I, well, to be clear, I was talking about <laughs> him in his prime, like, when he's moisturized and, like, youthful. Uh, Not with all those dusty corners, nothing. I also, I feel like if you were to meet an alien, they would probably, like, not even be sure who the real you was, because what are we, like, 40% human and 60%, like, just bacteria and, like... 
mitochondria or whatever whatever we have crawling all over us that's what they're attracted to yeah. they like the they like the bog colonies within us <laughs> we're just like a shell to carry so, around the, those hot bog colonies oh we we totally are and that's like something that we talk about on and offline all mm-hmm. the time which is the fact that you know you have roughly as many bacterial cells in your body as you do human cells so like yeah. which one are you you might be the bacteria right yeah it's a uh, I'm the bacteria. I feel pretty confident. <laughs> so I feel like I identify the, more. The alien, I always picture them as being sort of just one entity, maybe a couple of lampreys stuck to them somewhere. But like, for the most part, that's the alien. So if you were to make contact with them, the, the amount of bacteria you'd be washing them in, I think would be really disgusting to them. So I, I feel like we're getting the better end of the deal. If in an alien human sexual relationship. Look at us. On our high horse being like, would I fuck the alien? Yeah. Would the alien I, fuck I, you? I think, yeah. the <laughs> That's the question, yeah. I'm like filled with alien rage and like terror. <laughs> and so if I was ever confronted with an alien, I would probably just start kicking it. Oh, absolutely. Like that fire in the sky guy. I watched him give a talk and he was like, I jumped out of that chair and I did a karate pose at the alien. I'm like, hell yes. That's exactly what I would do. He was talking about taking some parts of the ship and like pulling them off the shelf and then whacking them with it. Yeah, he was just. I'm taking this shit home. He was starting shit. It's mine yeah, now. He was just immediately causing trouble. He was showing him what was Welcome up. Welcome to America. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that guy's uh, story really hurts the aliens case because if I recall, that dude was a logger. And like they were way behind on some logging deadline because they were a bunch of drunk assholes. And they're like, we need a cover story for why we're so late. And they're like, what about space monsters? And like it just the story just kind of took off. So that's like the backstory of that fire in the sky guy. He might not have been a a star karate master. He might have just been like a drunk asshole. (laughs) Well, it sounds ridiculous that that would be your cover story. (laughs) But I could see myself at some jobs like the crew. there just being like. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Pretty, we should roll we with gotta this. We got to do it. We just all got to sell it. If you got a good crew, yeah. a good lumberjack crew, mm-hmm. you could commit. Some real, you can pull it some off. Some real log bros. That's what you call them. I like the, uh, I like the can't pin down vibe of, uh, of everything is real because it's gotten several people from our Discord who are, are very good to their credit about like supporting people that they like on the show and have, have gone into your Discord and been like, I don't know what the vibe is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought... It's were we were we making fun of this? Do we believe in this? How, tell me how to be. That's what I love about just, it. Yes, uh, some of them some of them bounce right off and are like, I couldn't figure out how to live. I think how to live in that place. I think that the vibe in our Discord is like it is a bunch of people who, at a baseline, are like pretty smart and they just don't give a shit, mm-hmm. and so they will accept it or reject it, and it, they don't have like a dogma attached to it. And it's just like whatever, it's fine. That's to me what the that's vibe nice. is. Like, yeah. I like it. That's how I am too. I'm like, I So don't, if that sure, sounds sure. like you, join their Discord right. and find a community of, of like-minded <laughs> lunatics. That's what it's all about. The friendliest Discord on the internet, probably. <laughs> See, I feel like at 1-900-HOT-DOG, I feel like we, uh, we maybe lay it out too much how like, we oh, here's what's ironic about this and here's what's crazy about this. And it's hard to like, like lose yourself in the madness uh, we do sometimes, of course, but like uh, I, I, I sort of like being on the outside of something where I can't, I don't quite get the vibe. Um, it reminds me of this time I was talking to my uncle who was watching Beavis and Butthead and did not get it. And to him, 
like when Beavis and Butthead would declare that something rules or when something sucks seemed to him completely arbitrary. Like he was just like, yeah, sometimes it's just completely <laughs> flip a coin and something rules and something sucks. I'm like, no, no, that's not how they decide. But, but I could see he was enjoying it so much more than anyone I'd ever met. And I was like, God, how do I find that? How do I, how do I? And so I've. This is the worst review show I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't understand their criteria. <laughs> I saw it because I, I really resonate with Beavis's taste. Yes. And he th- seemed to think it ruled. Right. <laughs> I like the I like the idea that somebody would be watching that show and be like, yeah, that Beavis, he's really got his finger on the pulse. Yep. You know, that butthead is something else. I'm just watching it for Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> he's the Ebert of the Siskel and Ebert. Right. Like, I, that's the, I don't like I don't like that butthead, quite frankly. That's the proper take. <laughs> when Beavis is vibing with something, that's the good thing, right? It's got that good Beavis vibe. Uh, <laughs> He's the pure of heart. All right, so, so at some point we have to discuss Cake Boss, which is what this podcast right. is about, by the way. I really uh, can't wait. This is this is brought to our attention just last week. We were on this immediately by uh, a Discord. Somebody signed up to Discord called, uh, their name was Simply Can't Remember, was their handle. And they just stormed into this Discord. They kicked down the door of our Discord they literally got the welcome message of like, hey, welcome to the community. Say hi. And they, they were like, yeah, shut up. Cake Boss cake did a bomb. cryptid episode. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just. You call that a cake grenade. And they were right to do so. Because <laughs> everybody was immediately like, oh. <laughs> that's great energy. More. I love it. I love it. Yep. Yeah. Like, you have found your people. You are correct. Just blind firing into the room and hitting every single person right in the forehead. Like, wow, oh, okay. That, that, was, that, was, that was a freebie. <laughs> Uh, it's the episode in particular that we're talking about of Cake Boss is season six, episode eight, Spirits and Spumoni. And before we get to that, before we talk about anything Cake Boss related, we have to talk about the Cake Boss story. I was and hoping I'm going you to pause would. Here just like, yeah, I was hoping you would. I don't you know. know. Okay, I everybody don't know knows. shit about this guy. <laughs> I, I have no idea. What's, what's the Cake Boss story? The story is the Cake Boss star, uh, the main guy, Buddy Valestro. Uh, he was pulled over back in 2014, uh, real late at night in his bright yellow Corvette, uh, which in case you needed to know what car that guy drove, you could have guessed, you could have guessed it would be bright yellow Corvette. Mm-hmm. Uh, he failed the field sobriety test and the police went to arrest him and he said, he looked them straight in the eye and he said, you can't arrest me. I'm the cake boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's his whole story. Amazing. That's my favorite story about him. You can't arrest me. I'm the cake boss. Oh, my God. And I just, if I could get some line reads, uh, how you, because I, that's, that's how I chose to say it this one time. Uh But I feel like it's one of those things that changes every time I say it based on where the emphasis is. So, Sean, give me a, you can't arrest Um, me. I'm the cake boss. There's a moment I really liked in Breaking Bad when uh, Walter White tried to get tough. And he was, and I, I think I want to try it like that. I want to try to do tough, but like a total pussy trying to be tough. It's like, okay, you can't arrest me. I'm the cake boss. <laughs> Fantastic. <Thank you. laughs> uh, how about how about Drew? What's your what's your take on it? I'm I'm thinking way more. There's no way he kept his cool. 
he was already he was losing his shit. He was probably like punching the steering wheel of his Corvette and like probably the airbag went off. And he's like punching the sagging airbag and saying fuck and stuff. And then the cop comes up and he's probably like, you can't arrest me. I'm the cake boss. <laughs> do you have do you have any idea what this would do to the cake community? It would collapse. <laughs> All right, Natalie, what's yours? I think it would, in my vision of the Cake Boss story, he would be like a very whiny and petulant, like, middle school kid. And he'd be like, you can't arrest me, I'm the Cake Boss! (laughs) (laughs) Like gingerbread man energy. Yeah! Yeah. (laughs) Total gingerbread man. His little (laughs) sing-songy. I think it's maybe I like I like to think it it's like uh oh you can't arrest me I'm the cake boss <laughs> just like matter, matter of fact, fact. Oh, like matter I'm, of fact yeah. I'm sorry oh you might not have known this I, I'm being cool I'm being cool about it is what I'm being but I am the cake boss you're somebody should have told you that yeah uh, they did arrest him you won't believe it they did arrest him they did arrest the cake boss turns out you can arrest the cake <laughs> he's boss. lucky that's all they did I feel like. I, I don't know. If I was a cop, that's the I would have been saving my police brutality for that one. That that'd be like, here's it. I've been saving it all up for now. What's the exchange I've been rate? So good. What's the exchange rate on the uh, police brutality? Like how many? Like oh, I think you get one. A how week. many dogs? Like if you if you're shooting dogs, like how many dogs that you shoot? Oh no, a dog counts as like to four. One cake boss. Yeah, no, like four dogs. Four cake bosses. Yeah, dog is four okay. cake bosses. If you taste a dog, they like don't even fill the battery up. Whereas if you taste a cake boss, they'll like bring you a battery in the middle of it. They'll be like, right. "Oh, yeah. you still tasting right. the cake boss? Let me go get you a new battery, sir." He's got a thick layer of frosting <laughs> just underneath the skin. It's it's real electricity. <laughs> electricity oh yeah, resistant. there's no way the cake boss is not at least fifty percent fondant. <laughs> 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 he, he better be. He better be with the name Cake Boss. I will not accept. I, you're a fucking poser. And it's not, not. It's not like a diet joke. I'm just saying. You know, like how most of us have microplastics. He's just got like f- fat and Micro- sugar. Macro fondant. Yeah. Yeah. Macro fondant. <laughs> <laughs> he is a macro fondant. <laughs> He's all right. So we're on this episode, spirits and some spumoni. Uh, we're talking about Buddy Valester, the cake boss, and his family. Uh, it's he, it's a family business. It's called Carlos Bakery. Uh, it's started by his father, and they they are taking it you know big because of this show. Right. But I think multiple sisters, some cousins, like this is this whole Mook family works works in this one rather large factory bakery that they. This run. feels like so a lot of like really non charming people who are given the note much more Italian. Bring that Italian way up. <laughs> this is, we have cranked. I mean, <laughs> they open the show on just offensively, yeah. offensively Italian music. Yeah, if, like I am, I think you could probably be about as racist as you want against Italians. I think they're, they they're one it. of those privileged majorities. It is a like, '90s pasta uh, commercial, me, like like the English. But uh, something about that, something about that. That organ grinder song that you're just like, yeah. no. It's just this like is, the first cool. thing when you go to the stock music t- when mm-hmm. you go to the stock music site and you type Italian, like it's a, it's whatever pops up first is yep. what they used. Yeah, 
No second track. I'm worried people are picturing like the soundtrack of The Godfather. No, that's tasteful. This is circus. This is circus. <laughs> yeah, Italian. That's Italian culture. We're, this is an Italian caricature. <laughs> uh, I love these shows because they start with a pre-roll that tells you every good part of the show. And then in case you only want to watch the first 30 seconds. Uh, but the way they condensed this down is that is that they they show the ghost hunt and uh they're out there and the the emf starts to go off and buddy's sister immediately asks is it my father <laughs> is it my father <laughs> emf beeps and the ghost hunter just looks at her and goes yep that's yeah. your dad cut away how did now how did you spell that in your that's notes that's exactly how ghost it doesn't happen go. quite that quick how did you spell that in your notes uh f o d d a okay that's uh, i had an a f a d d a i altered it uh, that sounds like south italian <laughs> natalie and i had been on some ghost hunts like years years ago over the years and uh it was actually really similar to a real life ghost hunt okay sure. yeah, yeah it, i believe it like once they get in the actual show when they get started it takes a little more than that but in the in the pre-roll just in the pre-roll they cut it together so that they walk around a corner and I'm like, beep, beep, is that my father? <laughs> yep, that's yep, your dad. Uh, <laughs> Cut away. Well, you have the little hand thing. <laughs> you have the little technology, and if you have that and it beeps, it'll tell you who the ghost is. Yeah. <laughs> it'll tell you if it's blood relation right, or not. Right. It's, a, it's a ghost paternity. It's right. father, <laughs> danger, right. and other. Those are the three buttons. They light up like the top of, the, <laughs> top of fountain soda. <laughs> they have to carry a separate... They have to carry a separate meter for determining how fuckable the ghost is. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, that's its own device, and it always says extremely fuckable oh, every yeah. single time. Yep. It, it only goes from yes to hell yes. Yep. It looks like a big old uh, like Game Boy accessory. So the, whole, the whole cake part of this is, is, is the Jersey Devil thing, but they're also making Spumoni, which I didn't give quite a, as much a shit about. To me, this Spumoni uh, was the, the headliner. Start. I was here for the Spumoni, honestly. <laughs> Oh, oh right. okay. I was wondering. See, I was curious if everybody was like, "Where is this going with the spumoni? What's going to happen?" If everybody was like, "I'm into this or what?" Right. Buddy was into it because the very first line of the episode, Buddy comes in and sees like his his friend and fellow baker Joey making something, and he goes, "Ah, nice orange rind." <laughs> I had that in my notes. <laughs> they were too. so proud of using ingredients. Like yeah. they were like, "No one does it like this." Like using ingredients. No one Who puts food in the ice cream anymore. <laughs> What, so I, I want to really, stop yeah, They're here. really proud of using I, ingredients. Just the beginning of this, my notes, I just wrote, what is this fucking show? Like, I, I it's kind of, <laughs> more than anything, just made me think, like, that's too much TV. The fact that this is on, at any point in human history, demonstrates, like, uh, maybe we're just doing channels. too many channels, too many shows. This is season six, episode eight. And they're they're talking about how, like, crazy it is that they're going to have a like a ghost hunting cake and i'm like no what would be crazy is if you've made 120 totally normal cakes and you're still a show like uh, this this has to have been at least your 50th crazy cake right it's outrageous that there haven't been a billion me- weird ones by now i don't know sean have you have you seen this show before cuz this is the first time i've ever watched an entire Never. episode i knew of it like maybe from the soup or something but and, or or just like cultural osmosis but yeah Never watched it. I knew of it from uh, You Can't Arrest Me <laughs> yeah, Cake Balls. Yeah, but aside yeah. from that, aside from that, no, I'd never. So this is funny. Uh, I, I've i never seen, you know, I've seen like 10 minutes of it before, like in the gym or something. But I've never paid attention to an entire episode. One time, and this is not on purpose. We didn't know until we showed up. Uh, we went and stayed 
at a casino in Pennsylvania, and it's not in Philadelphia. It's like up in the Lehigh Valley. It's this casino, and it has this entire wing that is Cake Boss themed. <laughs> it had it had murals. So there's like this main casino. There's this weird little shopping mall attached to it, and none of the shops are like quite right. It's called like women's pleasures or something, and it's just like shirts. <laughs> it's just like none. they had a store that they was they, they had a store that was just beef jerky. Right, it was uh, like off-brand mall. Right, it's totally off-brand. But there's like a side wing, and they have a little cake boss store, and then going all the way down the hallway, they have all of these murals of cake boss. Right, right. <laughs> Is it the actual cake boss man? Yeah, uh, Is it buddy? he's doing heroic yeah. things. He's like. Like discovering America. <laughs> <He's> discovering <laughs> countries. He's fighting sharks. <laughs> On the moon. <laughs> I'll say that. You can't, obviously, if you have a kid, you can't bring him past that mural twice a day when you're staying at a hotel. You have to go get a fucking piece of cake, right? Yeah, that makes sense. It's a good commercial. That's what this show feels like. It's a commercial. He's like, hey, here's our, we make cakes. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'd eat one of those, I suppose. But I'll say that, you know, the cake was not that good. Oh. It was like very unimpressive. It was very like oily. It oh, was geez. like not a good cake. Cake boss sold out. Yeah, it wasn't great. You earned that wing and then sold out. He's just there. I wonder to move what the story. Slices. Did you find out the story <laughs> behind the wing? No, no. <laughs> was he like? Was he born in that casino or something? And they're just they're really proud of that. Him. Would make a lot of sense. <laughs> I just can't imagine. <laughs> there has to be a story. I just can't I'm, picture someone liking this show. Like, there's a lot of fandoms. I'm like, oh, I don't get that, but I, I could see someone enjoying that. But like, this, this is like, yeah, like this is like a poor man's. This is like a poor man's Ace of Cakes. Right, which I also haven't seen, but <laughs> but I love that it's not even like good for a cake show. Like, that's funny to me. <laughs> so as Sheld said each one has to start with some sort of novelty because there are, there are 100 episodes in you cannot just bake a cake right. anymore like we we are proving that with the B plot of the Spumoni where they're just making Spumoni and trying to like bring drama and it's not working uh, so they bring in the crazy A plot wait 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 hold on which there, is his there sister there was some drama because they start sharing that little story about the Spumoni they're like yeah my dad used to make this and he would do like he would call up everybody and they'd say, hey, what are you going to charge for Sp Spumoni? And like, so they're just, they have a price fixing racket that they just talk about. Like, yeah, they have a racket. Yeah, they're like, you know, just just, just some gentle price fix, a little corruption, a little ice cream corruption. My dad, they used to cut up bodies and hide them across 50 or 60. Oh, spaghetti. Little pieces in the middle of the Spumoni. It's like a prize. Uh, so it's, it's after they... Admit to racketeering. Uh, sister comes in with the two ghost hunters, Pat and Doug, and she explains, I brought them over here because they're ghost hunters. <laughs> so we're, I love how naked we're being with like, here's here's the fucking novelty of this yeah. episode. Yeah. I found some weirdos. I love this so much because like, here's comes fucking Pat and Doug and Doug, he looks kind of mean. Like he looks like he's wishing a motherfucker would laugh at him. And Pat is clearly like sexually aroused from humiliation. And he is like, <laughs> let's go. Hey, Doug, let's go to an industrial kitchen and, and tell him we search for spooky ghosts. And we'll wear little shirts that say ghost soldiers, which is real. They're wearing those. And then Doug's like, <laughs> well, that's the, yeah. Doug's like, uh, all right, there's a steady paycheck in it. And he keeps my parole officer off my ass. I'll go to any kitchen you say, buddy. 
But that's the vibe <laughs> that these guys bring. Is well, you know, if you have a paranormal investigation group, 50% of it is making the cool t-shirt. Yep. Right. I'd say they, they're they not there yet. I'd say ghost, <laughs> ghost soldiers and like youth... <laughs> Use pastor font. Uh, I think they has they need some work. Like, God, they're just such fucking nerds. But I don't think Doug is. Doug is cosplaying as a nerd. I really think he's stabbed somebody before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a regular that is is not your favorite regular in a biker yeah. bar. He's like the guy that you're like I'm gonna need. I know what he's gonna get up to in about two yeah. hours. Uh, somebody here needs to have my back, <laughs> Doug. Somebody's going to put the wrong song on the jukebox. They're going to put ACDC on. Uh-huh. It's going to get him fired up. And you need help. You need to help when Doug gets like that. <laughs> with the I wrote down uh, what Pat said when he when he came in. I don't know if you have audio clips, but I, I wrote it down verbatim. Because, again, it feels like they, they've been given the, uh, the plot, like a, an episode of Kirby Enthusiasm. They told all the performers, here's what we're going to do. We're going to improv from here. And then um, Pat comes in. He says, quote, what we're doing, buddy, is we have a Jersey Devil hunt coming up. We're actually going to go and uh, hunt down the Jersey Devil. So we'd like to get a kick from you guys. I I love it because he kept he kept delivering his stuff like it was just the most unique and zany thing. Like he's the most manic pixie dream girl in the whole Jesuit school. And nobody's biting. Like nobody thinks he's cute or weird. It's just he needs a cake. No one fucking needs the details. Tell him what kind of cake you want. Uh, but he's like, no, listen, uh, this is going to sound crazy, but we hunt ghosts. <laughs> oh, it no, seemed like uh, they were coming uh, in uh, uh, trying to encourage mockery, yes. right? It seemed like at least Pat was coming yeah. in with like, we're going to be real silly. Let's yeah. get ready. And Doug's like, go ahead. And nobody else was really on board with that. <laughs> they had the dumb, dumb music cue when they walked yep. in, which is always they show their hand immediately. Mm-hmm. And so you don't even need to like interpret the scene at all they're like okay here come the dumbasses yep i think that was the editor trying to save it because like just nobody they're like oh you need a cake for a ghost hunt sure sure that's a number seven here at the industrial cake factory i think what would have been better to set the scene is instead of like the boom 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 instead of doing that (laughs) they should have just cut all the music cues and brought up the level of the background noise and just had like the industrial whine of all of the mixers and like the buzz of the refrigeration unit and the guy just trying to shout over it like hey (laughs) i have an idea maybe the neutron dance i'm just i'm throwing it out there what if he came in to the neutron dance get it real hype (laughs) <laughs> I like the idea that they were that this is just a factory and that they have that this show is truly an inconvenience. Like clearly it's the entire reason right. for their existence. But if they were a business first and then the show is like, well, we found some ghost hunters. Oh, God, <laughs> okay. damn it. What is this happening? I gotta make me? here's here's the challenge of this episode. I gotta make eight hundred identical cakes for just today <laughs> and also deal with ghost hunter bullshit. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like the a bride and groom bringing in that like a whole Dungeons and Dragons crew. They're like, "Hi, we like to play Dungeons and Dragons. We're all here in full cosplay. Like, just tell me what fucking kind of cake you want and get out of my office." <laughs> Let me guess, it's a dice. It's a twenty-sided die. What? Uh, 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 yeah. We do yeah. things a little yeah. different. We hunt ghosts. <laughs> uh, so what? Uh, my favorite part of this is that they come in ready to be they're so ready to be the absurd part of this episode like pat wants to be pat's like oh shame me make me look dirty and (laughs) it's it's cake boss who with like such casual contempt 
escalates this absurd premise so many yep. times that they are just immediately out of their depth. It's a, it's <laughs> literally the sentence after he says, we want a cake that looks like the Jersey Devil. And Cake Boss, like, scans them up and down and says, uh, what made a cake to try to attract the devil? <laughs> <Yes. And they're laughs> like, you ever seen Bugs oh. Bunny when he's honey pot and Emma Fudd? What if that was a cake? <laughs> they're like, yes, ending it, clearly, but they're also like, wait, are we not the funny yeah. ones? Because that's way stranger yep. than what we said. And Pat, Pat, what Pat actually says is, oh, <laughs> Doug's like, and if it's got boss, again, <laughs> again with pure contempt elevates the premise one more time because he's so jaded with cakes I assume that he has to keep himself entertained he says I'm guessing it's a guy maybe we make like a girl devil like a sexy little devil you know tempt him bring him out just fucking launch them into the sky put them on a catapult and pull the lever and they're like what if we we wanted a cake for our, our ghost hunt or Jersey devil hunt and you're like now you want you want the Jersey Devil to fuck the cake? Like, sir, I, I've been in your bakery. I've been in your bakery for three minutes. Sir. They definitely, they came in with one kind of idea. And I'm certain that the producers reached out to like everybody in like the Jersey City area who does anything interesting at all has been roped into the cake boss yeah. Like show structure, like everybody, like I'm sure there's a, there's probably a clown. They made a balloon animal cake yeah. form that you could fuck. Roller or, derby, magicians. Oh yeah. Every single hobby that exists. I'm a hundred percent certain. Just like you said, they made a D20 cake. I'm sure they have. There's yeah. no way they haven't. That's like one of the most common shapes. <laughs> It's one of the top five shapes. I know that it's editing, but Buddy comes back without missing a beat, and he's like, what if the devil fucks the cake? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. And these guys have presumably, so... I mean, like, we listened to your show before we got before we got on here the first time. Like, if I was going to be on Cake Boss, I would watch it. Yeah. To, to know, like, what the twist was going to be. And they were still like, what the fuck, man? What are you talking about? <laughs> they, oh, I love it. They were they had this episode in their heads where they were like, "We're we know we've seen reality TV where they feature the ghost hunters, and we know we know you're gonna make fun of us a little bit. We're ready. We're coming in." Had no idea. They had no idea who they were fucking with because he's not even done. At the end, he's like, uh, we'll "Make a life size, like just <laughs> yeah, but not Jersey Devil their... life size, like a human life size." Yeah, like like seven yeah. feet tall. What the fuck are you doing? You're gonna make a seven foot tall fuckable jersey? I came in for. Wow, we are we're the normal ones. We're the normal ones in this episode. It's, didn't see that. Didn't see that one so, coming. See, my take on it. I feel like you guys are right, but when I was watching it, it felt to me like that part was planned way ahead of time. They're like, guys, we need you to get to this point of the story where where you're making a seven foot tall lady cake for the Jersey Devil to fuck. And they just didn't like let any of it breathe long enough to get there. Like, like I, <laughs> they didn't build the scene. The cake box just, oh, hey, I'm gonna make this giant cake with the titties. And they're like, whoa, 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 you're skipping like seven or eight lines, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is the thing I notice is that most of these shows, it'll be like a forty minute show. Like you'll come yeah. in, they'll give the premise, they'll have 
you know, the main challenge. Then they'll have some conflicts. They'll have a B storyline. They'll Mm -hmm. resolve the conflicts. Everybody's happy. They did this in like 21 minutes. Right. And so they're like, bam, bam, bam. Yes. Yes. So there was no dead air. It was just beat after beat. The cake boss was absolutely slack jawed and seemingly listening to nobody. Like he was (laughs) not paying attention. He was just saying shit. That's true. They might have filmed him (laughs) on a completely different day. Right. And he had. That's where I that's what in my head I got him is like jaded Internet pervert like. Like you've come in with with a sexy woman, and he's like, uh-huh. "What if, what if she was half robot? Uh, maybe, maybe she's got like snake parts. Uh, <laughs> I need something. I need something more than this. Like maybe she can hit me with a crowbar. Yeah. I don't. I think that's right. Because and that's why gonna, like the the manic pixie dream girl vibe of Pat like didn't land with him because he's like." Guys, oh my God, I have a whole wall of just photos of Bronson Pinchot. My roommates are like, what? And Cake Boss is just like, <laughs> I don't give a shit about any of this. <laughs> <laughs> I made a death row cake. I made a cake for a man on death row that was shaped like death row. I need more. I need more than this. <laughs> we got to fuck the Jersey devil. They put put that. That's the episode. They put that cake into the veins of a man and killed him. (laughs) Uh, They seem, to my reading, they seem so grateful to be out of there where they're so instantly outclassed that when Buddy suggests, like, hey, maybe you do a ghost hunt here, like, that's the part they're prepared for. They're like, okay, okay, let's go. I I thought it was really shocking that. Jesus Christ. That, you know, in a show like this, you got to explain what the hell a Jersey Devil is because the lore is different everywhere. Some people obviously may have not have heard of him. But the cake boss is the one who takes that role. They don't cut to the ghost hunters. It's like, yeah, I'm from Jersey. Everybody knows the Jersey Devil. He's got the, the wings of a bat and the face of a horse. <laughs> Where are you getting this cake boss? As a cake maker, I've seen my share of monsters. I have in my notes that he was rolling his eyes really bad about the Jersey Devil, but it was clear yep. that he believed in it. I agree, yeah. Like he was trying to seem tough, but he 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 believed in it. I'm not scared of him. I don't think he's yeah, a real the Jer- Jersey the devil. The Jersey, yeah, he'd never get the best of me. However, he is known to be seven feet tall and have a long tongue. <laughs> the face of a horse. <laughs> That's right. The stupid little details. No one's ever seen him, but I bet his tongue is so wet and long. And like, I don't even need to say about the tits, right? Because he's got the biggest tits. Uh, which, God, they hold nothing back. They really do make a real thick Jersey Devil yeah. cake. Uh, they 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 send the ghost hunters off to the beam to their home planet to go ghost hunt where they're more where they're comfortable and in control of the situation. And he tells them, of course, this very bakery is haunted so that you don't have to drive to another location. Uh, Season six, episode eight, by the way, are fucking places haunted. (laughs) This never came up before. (laughs) By the way, (laughs) this newly built cake warehouse is totally haunted. Yeah. Also, my my grandpa is Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) The way that they've filmed it is such that it looks like they genuinely do... Have they? They really have started a bakery in like a Scooby Doo set. Like one tenth of this set is a bakery, and then nine tenths of it are a spooky haunted mansion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh just, yeah. They go yeah. to do the ghost hunt, and it's just completely abandoned. It's this massive 
empty, like decaying space that you're like, yeah, this is the rest of the bakery. Like, what the fuck are you doing over here? Why do you have the this building the size of a block where that used to be like an insane asylum? And you're like, yeah, we're going to use this one little part to do. It never came up. It never came up before. But yeah, the ghosts of the dead. Mm-hmm. The ghosts of the dead are here. The dead and the damned. The mad. They're here. <laughs> well, then he he brings up. Uh, he brings up. He's like, oh yeah, no. There's always been weird noises and power interruptions, and I also believe we are cursed. <laughs> <laughs> right. His explanation for the curse is like, yeah, the electric guy said that like there's some electric issues. That could be a curse, right? I don't know. I don't know. That's probably my dead. That's dad. a wrap. Let's cut. Let's cut. It. Yeah, it's probably. Uh, I like this. There's so a they part. start making the cake. Yeah, th- there's a part where they're making the cake where he's sculpting the horse head of the Jersey Devil, and the PVC skeleton breaks, and he like catches it with his crotch. Now, if I was a industrial cake factory and they were filming one of my guys making cake, and he like used his dick to catch the fallen cake, I'd ask him to cut that. But instead, it becomes like a central part of the thing because they're like, oh, this fell because of um, the Jersey Devil curse. Like, you know, and then a cake boss adds to the lore. You know, no, no, like he, if you mess with the Jersey Devil, he puts a curse on you. So the Jersey Devil knows that they're honey potting him with this fucking sexy Bugs Bunny cake. And he's now cursed them. But the curse is to almost drop one twentieth of a custom cake. So I'm going to go on the record right now. If that's your curse, you're a fucking pussy, Jersey Devil. I could take that curse all day long. <laughs> I've I've dropped one twentieth of a cake, and it like didn't even make an impact on my day. Yeah. I was like, I'll go back and get another five percent of cake. You call that a curse, you fucking chupacabra? Get out of here! <laughs> See, I've I've dropped a slice of cake, and what I do is immediately scream ghost and <laughs> like by a window if I have to. I, that is I scream. That is classic daddy, ghost behavior. You will not daddy, get. Daddy, is me. that you, Daddy? <laughs> that was my dad. He hated when I had cake. <laughs> I like that the two guys they've given it to that are in charge of making this cake are the most high and hungover guys in the whole. It's like, like legitimately sick. The fucking guy. He says that. He says that like he doesn't believe in the Jersey Devil, and he thinks that's why the Jersey Devil made the cake fall. And he's like, "Wow, maybe, maybe that maybe I should believe in him." Why? So fucking. The, the logic. Or or I'm really viciously hungover, and uh, this is just the best. Who? When am I going to get the chance to use this excuse again? The Jersey Devil cursed me. <laughs> yep. I need to go home. I could say I'm hungover. The Jersey Devil's curse is that, you know, your mouth is real dry. The bright lights are really getting to you. <laughs> yep. He's got cookie tummy. He really. He's got, like, bags <laughs> under eyes. He's just like, ugh. I fucking, I need, I need like Gatorade. I, that's the Jersey yep. Devil. It's the only way to chase out the Jersey Devil. And he hates Gatorade. He hates uh, electrolytes. He thinks a breakfast burrito <laughs> sounds pretty that. good. That's quite a curse. <laughs> uh, but Buddy, of course, for the episode, plays right into it. And in a little testimonial goes, you know, some people say if you mess with the Jersey Devil, he'll put a curse on <laughs> yeah. you. And that's, that's like, well, like that's his curse. Is yeah, the curse. <laughs> What happens if you trick him into fucking this cake? If he's going to curse you for mentioning his He'll name. He'll drop an entire pizza. He fucks this cake. That's the curse. When you least expect it. There's some personal drama here with like, they go to, he goes to Joey, his, his right hand man. And Joey's having a dilemma uh, whether or not he's going to be a baker or a firefighter. Right. Which what seems, drama. 
And then he decides that the bakery needs him more than the fire. I sure. guess. Like kids can burn. Yeah, like I gotta right make, now. I got to make sexy cryptid cakes. But then well, there's fire. That, that show is such nothing. I love that that's like a six-year-old's conception of the job market. It's like, yeah. I can't decide if I want to be a cake baker <laughs> or a firefighter. <laughs> I want to manually masturbate zebras. <laughs> you could do anything in the in the wonderland that is America. You could have any job. Or cupcakes for astronauts. I, just, I love that like this is played up like it's drama, but even the cake boss is like, all right, yeah, whatever you want to do, buddy. But like he's stirring spumoni. Like fucking I think they could get a guy to do that. Or train a second guy to be a fireman. I, I don't know. The idea that this is drama for anybody is uh, go ahead, go be a fireman. It's such manufactured drama, yeah. and what they decide is yeah. nothing. He's like, well, I've decided I'm going to keep doing both. And they're like, all right. Okay. So Great. how is this the B plot to, to your excellent A plot of, like, you're just dunking on these ghost hunters and making them a, a fucked all cake of the Jersey Devil that they're going to have to bring into the woods and show to their friends? How is it? How are you cutting away from that? The writers should this? be embarrassed. To go that from- was the emotional. That was the emotional story in this episode, like to tug <laughs> at people's heartstrings and yep. get them to identify with his plight. Like everyone feels torn between their two loves. Mm, that's a good point. Right? I, well, there's yeah. a, the emotional part is when they is the next part where they go ghost hunting into the abandoned warehouse section of the bakery, uh, and they they bring like the whole the whole Valestro family, the sister and the, the kids, and everybody goes in there to, to hunt the ghosts. It's like a family affair. And Pat says these abandoned places are where ghosts will hang out. I just want to have that noted for later. <laughs> uh, they give the whole family the EMF gear, and the sister asks, "Do you have mice?" <laughs> <laughs> They're bringing I, a child I, to this. I made a note of this that uh, I guess the cake sister said literally. The quote I wrote down is, "Do you have mace?" <laughs> I. I love that of all the weapons to use against a ghost, she's she goes with it. It kind of makes sense because it's like an aerosol, you know. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go with. I something. feel like that would only give them more power. Though. You gotta you gotta yeah. use something less corporeal. You can't right. use like a a halberd or like a if it a was a axe sacred or a halberd. Sword. I feel yeah. like that's that would do it. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I don't know who would go to a antibacterial. Why would you go to a ghost hunt without a consecrated weapon or some holy water? Agree, a hundred percent. I wouldn't. I'm gonna. St- I'm gonna stick with antibacterial. When we used to go to this ghost hunt that was in an abandoned prison, we would always bring a a deck of cards to see if you could get the ghost to to play cards with you, which is what they suggested. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but you would also bring holy water. Yes. Because if the if they're real at all, you need it. Well, what you want to do is if you want to bring an innocent child, like they did on the show, and then the ghost <laughs> yeah. is irresistible. They'll go inside the innocent child, and that innocent child, you just throw the kid in the cage or tie him up. Like it's real easy to restrain an, an innocent child, whereas sure. keeping sure. a ghost but- locked up is a lot harder. I mean, that's the plot of I- that's the plot of The Exorcist. Yeah. That kid is that kid is gonna say some shit, man. Yeah, no, you gotta really steal yourself for some insults. <laughs> so they the the next thing the sister asks is, should we separate? Uh oh, yeah. To, to be fair, she's clearly trying to up the drama. Yeah. It's like, let's make this interesting. And Pat is like, no. Like, Just immediately fucking crazy. This is how you get killed by bakery ghosts. Yeah. Are you stupid? We only brought the one camera. I mean the ghost, if you split up, the ghost will ambush the 
Yeah. They uh, what's nice immediately they immediately find a spirit. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, look. Immediately find the spirit. Uh, and I like how he's like it even surprised the cake boss. <laughs> he's like, you could tell there's a spirit because the camera's out of focus. But he's holding the camera. So I I just if this was I'm not saying he's being dishonest, but if he was being dishonest, I think I know how he did this trick. <laughs> I just like that the that the that the cake boss in charge of this bit is still like, wow, you're really rushing this. Like, I thought we were gonna, I thought we were gonna make like a little family out of it. Really you're rushing like, this. We turn the corner Dude. and you're like, we got contact, and he's like, Shh. Dude, you hatched a scheme to build the fuckable cake. Two sentences into the ghost hunting conversation, <laughs> don't give us, don't give us this rushing it. A little, a little <laughs> foreplay would be nice. No, <laughs> do you do you get the feeling that they almost did this in real time? Like the whole thing was yeah. just so rushed. They go from the factory, the like the clean painted rehabbed part of the factory. They go into the old bomb shelter part, and immediately the guy's like zero point eight. That's a ghost. One point two. That's a ghost. <laughs> Like, but they did it in real it's an eight foot tall ghost. They, yeah, they did it in real time. There was no standing around. They crossed through the door. They made sure everybody was in front of the camera, and they're like, "Okay, what do you want to tell your dad?" Yeah, <laughs> because it's her dad. Yeah. Because immediately, like, it beeps, and he's like, "His first question is, hey, are you related to Buddy?" And you can see Buddy in the background, like, what? Like, I, <laughs> what? And the sister is immediately. <gasps> Is it my father? Like, if it wasn't before, it is now. Yeah, like, yeah. Even though the worst so cold reader the, in the entire world is like, yes, it's. It, what have you said no to that? What happens next? <laughs> clearly, clearly, it's going to be her dad. So they do the they do the EVP thing where they they li- they record it and then they listen to it back and they hear you know a little uh, which the sister is. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's my dad. And Pat is immediately like, yeah, that's totally your dad. That's your dad. <laughs> Say hi to your dad. <laughs> so I just noted that before Pat Pat noted like the spirits are like trapped in the abandoned part of these factories, and it comforts you that your father has been trapped right. all of the time. <laughs> His eternal soul is just locked over here in this dark corner by the by the spumoni. No, far, far from He's the spumoni. Not even in the good out, part of the baker, just outside the smell range of the spumoni. Just the ultimate torture. <laughs> Like, was he a son of a bitch? What did he do to deserve this? <laughs> I like if that you she's think, like, did he say I love you? Did he, I say it, daddy, I love you. And he's like, <laughs> ooh, oh, I think he said I love you back. And she's like, oh, that's totally, that's totally something my ghost dad would say. Like, ugh, what a fucking mark this lady was. I think once you get into uh, this sort of corner of cinema that Cake Boss is part of, I think that, Everybody has sort of the knowledge that the more you do yes and and mm-hmm. like the more the more reactions you give and the more credulous you are of whatever the premise is, then the more screen time you'll have. Yes. Mm-hmm. We really see this later when they reveal the cake. Yes. So the cake marks. <laughs> I have the I have like something similar to that in my notes, how 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 that that sort of is the theme of the show, how everyone is sort of desperately trying to be the dumbest dumb fuck. So they can get the most screen time. I think it's the sister. I think the oh, sister, sister took, took this one. I think she turned it from being a mark into like being something humiliating. Yeah. Like I think the other ghost hunters are going to make fun of Pat after this. Like you let her dominate. Yeah. She just walked all over <laughs> you. She told you, hey, this is my dad. He just said, I love you. I love you back. Boom. We're out. <laughs> ghost hunt. Done. That's how you do it. 
Mic drop. <laughs> I love, and let me tell you, I love, okay, so so I'm a father, and uh, I know that one thing I will do in the future after mm-hmm. I'm dead is I will try to predict which abandoned factory my yes. daughter will buy. <laughs> yes. And then to signal to signal to her that I'm there, I'm going to make her camera go out of focus. Right. Wait, this is a pretty good plan. I'm going to wait for a decade in tortured silence. <laughs> yeah, hope that's my plan. Hoping for them to bring a ghost hunter in as part of a cake show. Oh, it hurt. Because <laughs> when you... I hope he got released. I hope this was. I hope he can go to heaven now, or wherever. All he's this going. happens. All this happens, and this is like crossing over with John mm-hmm. Edwards, and the dad doesn't get a cake to fuck. <laughs> they could have at least made a beautiful nude cake of her mother. <laughs> Life size to lure out the father. Leave ghost. it in the factory. Like out of father ghost. Close the doors. Let the ghost alone with the cake. Come back in a couple days. There'll be some half ghost, half cake babies. <laughs> I love that. So how we how we wrap all of this up is Cake Boss comes in and says, "All in all, it makes me feel even better that we're bringing back my dad's pomona ghost." <laughs> Really tied it all together. That's good writing. Fucking ten out of ten. I had a a quote tied the where where they said, "I'm not saying that we heard my father, but it was a nice little moment to remember how great he was." (laughs) Maybe we were just listening to some squawking electrics on a camera, but God, that's what my dad would have wanted. God, he was great. They just. They just put a little asterisk on it, and they're like, well, who knows? It could have been anyone or a ghost or my dad or no one, but my dad was cool. <laughs> but we are we are bringing back spamoting. That's, that's the yep. important part. That's the takeaway. All I'm saying is two strangers came in, we gave them a cake to fuck, and they would not shut up about my dad, and I'm really happy about all of it. So we cut away from that, and they're cutting the curves into that devil. They're cutting the sexy right into a Rice Krispie Treats, which is, uh, it sounds fucked up, but that's what's happening. They're cutting real fuckable curves and, and titties into some Rice Krispie Treats and pound cake. Uh, this is where the uh, the, sculpt, the cake sculptor, uh, hungover, the hungover guy, says, oh, are they going to throw up or pass out? <laughs> that's the curse of the Jersey Devil, and you won't believe it. He gets to go home. He gets to go home what because a, of the curse what of a the curse. Jersey Devil, which I'm so... I'm so jealous. Like, he's a legend. Okay. Come on, I, that's the best. It still feels like this is a commercial for this guy's line of cakes. And here's this guy just pawing at this cake with his filthy hands, dropping it on his jeans, talking about how physically up. sick he is. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't. Plus, I'm like, genuinely, I was offended by the dad stuff. Like, if Pat came into my Spumoni factory and said he found my dead relatives, I would... Tell that grifter son of a bitch to, to, I would desperately ask him where they hid the secret gold. I'm just, I'm trying to act like I'm fucking better than this, but I would totally think that was my dad. First blurry camera. <laughs> Sorry, I got really distracted. Where, where's the treasure? Where's the cake treasure? <laughs> I know the dynasty is here. Uh, <laughs> what my favorite part of this little flash of them assembling the cake is it's blink, it's blink and you'll miss it. It's just a second, but we do see one of the bakers with his hand up, carefully sculpting some she-devil Aww, titty. Oh, like, yeah. Because you know that moment has to happen. You know somebody has to be in there, like, just molding and At groping. At least 45 minutes tits. of this cake was titty-grabbing. Absolutely. It's so long to be spent doing such a strange, uncomfortable thing, and we do get to see just, like, a half second of that moment, and I'm, I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful they included that, because that was my number one question going into this, is, like, are we going to see that poor guy 
grope she devil titty <laughs> into some rice crispies. I like that they re- replaced that guy with some dude who just like super generic like bald big guy and he just was not on the level like he's just not feeling the bit they're like what do you think would you go after this he's like what the fuck are you talking about he's like like if you were a jersey devil would you like be interested he's like i have no idea what you mean i'm not even gonna pretend to know what you mean <laughs> Well, Sean, I I actually wrote down a quote. This was this was one of three quotes that I wrote down, and I'm I'm quoting one of the guys. He says, "If there's a male devil out there and he doesn't go for this, there's something wrong with him." <laughs> that, that's Pat. Yep. It's Pat that says that. Pat, when he sees the cake, it just. I know it, I know that he's trying to sell like raw enthusiasm so that he gets a bigger part in the show. But you have to be so careful of that because what that's coming across as, I really want to fuck this devil yep. cake. <laughs> the, it, the yeah, level it sounds of like raw you got enthusiasm. Well, everybody so, in the reveal scene of this episode, everybody was like, oh, yeah, totally fuckable. I would totally fuck that sexy cake. Yeah, Everyone was. Except for that one guy, except for the replacement, the hangover replacement guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> his, his friend is trying to get him in and he's like, you know, what'd you mate? And he's like, what mate? What yeah, the heck? I don't even know what that means. His friend is like, that's what they do. They mate. Yes. <laughs> Jersey Devils. Famous, famously sexual Jersey Devils. How dare you act like I'm the weird one for bringing that up? <laughs> right. That's not the. <laughs> I it like wasn't the, like he was like, no, that's gross to talk about having sex with the monster cake. He was like, no, I genuinely don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Like. Jersey Devils don't have genitals. You're an idiot. I feel like they brought that guy in because he was like a really good baker and he was not aware of the right. premise. <laughs> like, I feel like they brought him in because he's the biggest mook I've ever seen. <laughs> like they're both huge mooks. The biggest stereotypes. And I feel like you need them in the episode to meet some sort of requirement. Otherwise, this is not Italian. Like this isn't Italian enough. You need two mooks going, hey, Jersey Devil. Ah, forget about it. Well, you know what's incredible is that Italian desserts are are good. Everybody agrees that Italian food, amazing Italian desserts are great. And the cakes that are being made on this show are awful. And the whole thing is like, Spumoni, this is such a delectable treat. We got to bring it back. And I'm like, fuck, what is even in Spumoni, yeah. right? What is in this? And I'm watching them make it and they're like, yeah, we get commodity grade vanilla and chocolate. We mush in a piece of cake and then we put on the most radioactive red and green cherries you've ever seen. <laughs> then we freeze it all to make sure it's completely covered in freezer yep. burn. And then you eat it like a pig. Yeah, you just hack at it with a butcher knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you eat the slop off an old piece of butcher paper. <laughs> I'll say I looked up pictures pictures of Spumoni because I was curious if that's what it was supposed to look like and it no. <laughs> what is it supposed Every to be it looks like a lovely little dessert and they are nicely shaped and this and that they did not look like a, a yeah. dump those guys were just making like really unattractive Spumoni <laughs> Uh, so it's a good thing it's not on national television or anything. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm gonna throw up. There's my fucking spumoni. Eat it. <laughs> so they're delivering the cake, 
And how they deliver this cake is they just set it upright in a box truck and then drive it into the woods. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and immediately, like, before they opened the door, my notes said, well, that's destroyed. Yeah, it's great Because <laughs> uh, it has bat wings. Like, they made Rice Krispie Treat bat, bat wings. Like, a child would be able to tell you that shit wasn't going to stay on. It's going to be destroyed, no doubt. But before they do the reveal, Cake Boss comes out. And, like, he introduces this concept to all of the new hunters who were not there for him to escalate this premise into into shack size <laughs> fuckable Jersey Devil cakes. He said he comes out and says, OK, we got a Jersey Devil cake. We made a girl devil. She's real beautiful. Very sexy. Like, this is the first time you're hearing about yeah. it. What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? What's happening? Uh, I would and, make a citizen's arrest. And then there's a th- I would just run up and punch him in the neck. <laughs> And I'd say, I got him, guys. One of these guys. You are trapped in the One woods. of these fucking nerds has full tactical gear. He has binoculars and shit. I'm like, what are you training for if not to defeat this man who's introducing a fuckable cake into your life with no warning? <laughs> like, come on. He's lured you into the woods. Like, there's a, this is a ceremony. This is a rite. This is something to summon some sort of long dead pastry father. Not a part of this, sir. Who are you? Uh, don't worry she's real beautiful very, <laughs> very sexy, sexy. And like they, some of those people look worried they look a little worried do you remember uh, uh they hear a thump from inside the truck do you remember the ray bill horse yeah. face but a skull horse face that's what this thing looks like so while this guy's talking about yeah but sexy beautiful. real beautiful very sexy <laughs> longer tongue than him more masculine jawline it's got it's got that prehensile tongue those big lips you gave it the, the big tits, the big bazooms. <laughs> Don't worry. We got the big bazooms on the devil. I thought they were tasteful. Uh, they were like a, a thump from they were normal size Jersey Devil boobs. They were like a... They, they were restrained. They were like G-cups, if anything. They were... Those were enormous. Those were bazooms, I would have made sir. three sets of, like, puppy-style hanging bazoombas if I was making this cake. Because I'm not a coward. Like interchangeable... Like no, 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 boobs. six boobs. Like, like a, no, like a, in a row. Yeah, oh, like teeth okay. going down I thought down you were talking about swapping chest. them out. Swapping them out based on your... Jersey your Devils have litters. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's a good you idea. You like those? Don't Swap, worry. I got many out. other tits we can swap in. <laughs> I got a guy, all he did, all day, make Jersey Devil tits. Like, I just went to little tits because I had to get back to work. I'm just on lunch right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm on a diet. I can't yeah, eat a whole I can't tit. eat a... I can't eat a whole devil. I can't eat a humongous squirting I just need a perky one. I just need a little one. <laughs> Although, to be honest, if you if you cut off that tit and put it on a plate, I could not finish that. That's how big yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> right. That's too much cake. That's too much well, cake. Well, that's what I wanted to touch on with this is that I don't understand why you need a cake so big for, like, yeah. eight people. That's the other thing. Okay, so he brings cake. it he brings it out. What he's revealing it to is about ten people. There's about ten people on this hunt in the woods. And they're in the middle of the fucking woods. Presumably they just took their cars out here. And what he's done is curse them with an eight foot tall <laughs> cake that could feed a hundred people and they're just in the middle of the woods. Like, hey, here you go. Oh. Here it is. What if you had to pay for that? Then you paid like $7,000 for this cake that you have no way. I want to talk it's, about that it's for a anyway, second, uh, about the size of this group. Because obviously you're not going to get a bunch of takers to just wander through the park looking for the Jersey Devil. He doesn't exist. This is a silly thing to do. But this is a top-rated cake show. This is one of the top 12 cake shows, probably. And, <laughs> and like all, everyone wants to be on TV, kind of. Like... In an enormous way, I would imagine. The, anyone in this crew wants to be on TV. 
So the idea that they called all their friends and said, hey, come be on Cake Boss. We're just going to wander around the woods. It's going to be fun, fun day. And they got like seven people to show up. It just, I think it's a testament to how unpopular these people are, but also just how how stupid the club is, how dumb this whole thing is. Well, I I think there's so much, Sean, there's so much paranormal stuff online that if you posted in any ghost hunting group, which by the way, these are all on Facebook. Right. If you're wondering, like, the social media flavor, okay, these guys, they're not on Blue Sky. They're not on Threads. <laughs> Nobody sent they're, them an invite. They're on Facebook. And if you posted on Facebook and you were like, look, we are going to mix your two favorite things, really awful, like, cakes that taste like food coloring and glue. You love those. You love looking for the Jersey Devil. <laughs> yeah. Well, what what if you do both? I mean, there and this is in New Jersey. This is not like an area like Wyoming. Yeah. Okay, there's millions of people. There there would have readily been like a hundred people yeah. there. And if you had included, don't worry, it's sexy. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> just so many perverts. There is there are so many perverts who would love to be here for this. For them to not be here. It's a it's a testament to something. If, try this at home. Write fuckable cake, put it on a light post, and see how many takers you get. Well, here's what see? I was going to say is that what I'm getting at is I think that all of the people who showed up are perverts yeah. because they did not sh- show any footage of them eating the cake. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> right. So who wants a taste? They left them alone. They left him alone with that cake, and they said, "Whatever happens between you and the cake is between." I bet you they really the tried to use it to like honeypot the Jersey Devil. They probably waited there all night. It's like three in the morning. Someone's finally like, "Guys, I guess, I guess he's not showing up." Man, I thought this was gonna work. What are you and Pat's just there, like, what? What do you think he didn't like about oh, it? What is there not? <laughs> and then one of them says, "I don't know, but this is all I have in my life. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait longer." All right. If well, so, I'm not taking this cake home, but. I am taking this cake. <laughs> you know, we've we've established the cake is not edible at all, right? I wouldn't eat it. <laughs> it was assembled just, by filthy hand by a sick man. Uh, like and dropped. Just structurally, it's got like <laughs> it's got like an inch of fondant covering the entire yeah. thing to like cut into it. And that's not it's PVC. Yeah. It's almost all PVC pipe. Yeah, it's a lot of PVC pipe. <laughs> Rice Krispie treats. But yeah, the 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 second they open the truck, they hear a thump. The fucking wings fall off. It does not matter to these people. These people are full on cake marks. They're like, "Oh my god, it's the best cake I've ever seen!" Ah, ah! And and <laughs> yeah, Pat really <laughs> Pat, Pat oversells cake enthusiasm into horniness, yeah. like just well into the horny realms. And, and Cake Boss is like the- climbs up into the truck and like smashes these bat wings back on with. The the bare hands he was just touching a steering wheel with, like it's, this cake is so fucking gross. It's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> and he tells them all about like, well, I didn't believe any of this at first, but then like my hungover baker got sick, and now the wings fell off. And he says this line, I don't know, maybe this cake is haunted. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, must be a curse. <laughs> I don't and, know. And then I, <laughs> then he took the cake out and put it down in the dirt. There, <laughs> put it down, just directly in the, in the dirt and then drove away. Uh, there's the guy with the binoculars, like 
like this is his moment. He kind of like levels with everybody. Guys, the Jersey Devil's a negative thing, even a cake of him. So like, if you're like fucking with the Jersey Devil, like trust me, things start falling apart. Like, listen, guys, the moment I started hunting Jersey Devil full time, my whole life fell apart. This thing is not to be trifled with. <laughs> anyway, let's eat anyway. this cake in its yes. effigy. <laughs> this food poisoning cake. So they leave this like norovirus coated cake <laughs> in the woods and it's made out of like ri- some sort of like wheat paste paper mache glue made out of rice yeah. krispies and like the reused cooking fat from the dumpsters that they usually make into lipstick. <laughs> and like if you leave if you leave this in the woods it's going to be there. It's like when they put the McDonald hamburger in the uh, in the in the bell yeah. jar and they come back 40 <laughs> years later and it's the same. That is going to be the Jersey Devil in the woods. Kids are going to stumble across that in 15 years and it will not have biodegraded yeah. at all. I think it'll have a little ecosystem in and around it. I think uh you know like some animals dead coyotes in a circle around it <laughs> to survive. <laughs> Within its environments, <laughs> like Chernobyl. <laughs> uh, anyway, Pat's Pat's last one of Pat's last lines. Uh, is, as he's looking at this cake, he says, "What we saw was the most frightening yet cool thing I've ever seen in my life, and I'm a paranormal investigator." I love that, oh, Pat. Because do you know what you just did there? Oh, it's so perfect. Because he really, if if that's his thing, if he's a par- that means he's he spends his day looking at nothing. Like he's never seen anything in his life. If that's all we, if that's all we know about him, like as literally and completely as you can take that, a fuckable horse cake is everything to him. It's I scream at air all day long, and I've never seen anything as frightening yet cool as this. <laughs> <laughs> so they end the they end the Spumoni plot by being like. They bring it over to the ladies, and the ladies are these ungrateful wenches. How dare they? They want more bakery yeah. things. Whatever. It's it's a disappointing ending. I really think they should have gone out on Pat, just like slowly realizing what he said when he said that. Like, yeah, oh, what have oh. I what have I done? I loved at the end. They just kept showing the cake, like they like smash cut to it, and like, uh, but they're all talking about how terrifying and awesome it is, and they they keep showing it. And it's so fucking stupid. It just it's it's something that would like beg the Ninja so Turtles to kill it. It's just, like end me, end my suffering. It's just the <laughs> shittiest cake. And they're all talking about it like it's rad. And I'm like, I don't think you're right about that. It's, it's, it's I don't know how it could have ended aside from I guess just like Pat coming tenderly up to the cake and placing one hand on his cheek and like the circle closes and it fades to black. Because be tasteful. You don't need to see what happens next. I feel like it should have ended with like a shadowy surveillance camera footage of the big guy who just didn't even know what mating was from earlier. He's like, what? Fuck the cake. That's crazy. What are you talking about? Just him coming up on the cake and dropping his pants and then just fade out on that. (laughs) Right. Right. I think they ought to. I think they should have done like as they rolled the credits they had they had the women in the cake shop eating the spumoni and talking about the other free cakes they wanted yeah. to get from the cake boss. Right. I think what they should have done is uh, they should have had like a night vision camera. You know, like uh, uh, there was a movie that came out like 15 years ago called Bike Paranormal Encounters or something. There's a night vision. I think they should have showed a night vision 
of like the factory, 3 a.m., everybody's gone home and the Jersey Devil just strolls through yes. the cake factory. Yes. <laughs> and makes <laughs> love to time. her ghost dad. <laughs> With within the realm of budget, I really think they should have ended by just just Joey telling him, "Oh, hey, yeah, we uh we found your dad. Turns out he's been trapped in the back of the bakery all this time. He's been like dead, haunting the bakery. I guess he was really nasty in life or something. Like he can't move on. Dad, we found him. It was a thing." <laughs> Uh, I did look up a little bit of information about the ghost soldiers. Uh, I went to their website, and it looks like a Dr. Bronner's bottle. It's wonderful. Oh. <laughs> you should go check it out. Uh, they said their mission is to help people dead or alive. Ghost, ghost soldiers are willing to fight for what is right. Don't forget, ghosts are people, too. Uh, I love it. <laughs> but love we fight tagline. them. <laughs> and they, uh, they link to some of their favorite ghost hunts and what it is. Seems to mostly be them going to uh, to like tourist traps. Right. <laughs> so they they say if we went to the Burlington County Prison Museum. <laughs> if you're looking for a fun time and a great ghost hunt, check out the Burlington County Prison Museum. This place is loaded with paranormal activity, and during October they hold a haunted maze in the prison yard. So like. Like, this is the ghost hunt. Thing, right. You know? Every single ghost hunt is the same. It's always an abandoned building. And during Halloween season, they make all of their money that basically, like, pays for the preservation of the yeah, prison. right, right. Because they're all, like, historical buildings. And they like, can't get any money from the government. So they have to do, like, weird ghost stuff in order to make any money to maintain the building at all. Do you know what this means? That means th these ghosts are bored, like, 360 days a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> he, he does say that he saw a ghost there. And uh, what he says is the cook was still chopping carrots in the kitchen. So when you go there, listen for chopping sounds. This place rocks and will not disappoint. <laughs> Hear them chops. By the way, this place rocks and will not disappoint is the best review anybody's ever given to a prison. <laughs> <laughs> Best, best prison I've ever been to. Uh, he also says he's been to the Altoona, uh, well, the whole group. I guess the Pat and Doug, the whole group. They've been to the Altoona Railroaders Memorial Museum. Uh, and he says, as I was alone filming the back section of the train car, I panned across a cabin. And as I turned to go, an object came down out of the top of the car, reversed direction, and flew back Whoa. at tremendous speed. It appeared to flap. Moth? You don't see a lot of moths in early spring in western Pennsylvania. It couldn't be a moth. That's absurd. And I don't remember seeing a single one, but still a possibility. It looked more like a bat, but if so, it is a very fast, rare albino mm. bat. You decide. Could be. Could be. Did you know Altoona is Spanish for <laughs> to the tuna? <laughs> <laughs> It's like that he introduced the the concept of like could it have been just a moth? <laughs> no, not this time. I hope not. Otherwise, this story sucks. Otherwise, uh, this is a bad story. I saw a moth one time. Is my story. Uh, he he also has one for uh, Lakehurst, New Jersey, the crash site of the Hindenburg, and he ends it by saying. Uh, ghost soldiers completed several missions for the military at oh, this no. base, including helping oh. the souls of the Hindenburg get peace. The military contracted what them for an, that. What an escalation. <laughs> the military contracted them to settle the ghost. Well, you it, saw a moth one time. Yeah. And also the military contracted you to 
to well, settle the furious ghosts of the Hindenburg. You know, in, in all of Brockway, this, all if this there's time one thing I know about the U.S. military, it's that they want souls to be at peace. <laughs> They're definitely, yeah, they're the invested <laughs> in like the the psychic outcome of all the souls all over the world. I just can't tolerate it when uh when people aren't at rest, you know, when people aren't aren't spiritually at peace. It's like a the, the big US conflict. Military. I remember the Dick Cheney Obama debates where Obama's like, "We've got to torment the souls of the dead," and Dick Cheney's like, "No, no, <laughs> we've got to give them peace." What do we do about our furious blimp ghosts? God damn you, sir. You will answer my question. The people want to know. I propose a budget uh, to hire outside contractors to deal with the furious blimp ghosts. I know just the people. One time, they saw a moth. <laughs> and then the website so also has, has my favorite part, which is a guide to vampires. Oh, no. I'm going to read you a little Ooh. bit of it. Uh, vampires are big right now. There are TV shows and movies out that show vampires in a more modern, sexy way. But in fact, vampire stories from around the world tell a different tale. And then he lists off some vampires. One is Vlad the Impaler, considered to be the role model for Dracula. I want to stop right True, here. He did I love this so much because they haven't given any examples. They're just saying, like, vampires are on television. But also there's vampire legends. Like, it's, it's so hard to say less than this. Like... You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you could go into the world and and ever, ever find someone that could say something dumber than what he has said so far. Well, I the sentence I just said uh, is my favorite because it sounds fine at first glance and then you stop. Vlad the Impaler was considered to be the role model for Dracula. Is that what you meant to say? <laughs> what? The, the role model? The, the role model? Hmm. He was a... He was like his mentor? <laughs> he, he goes on to say in the early 1900s, uh, some of the earliest horror films were about vampires. Oh, really? They depicted a pale, emaciated man who drank blood and often had long fingernails. This is now, all new information. tuberculosis patients okay. uh, that people would have seen were pale in color and often spat up blood. Thus, the 1920s vampire is a pale, blood-slurping corpse. It was also known that during the potato famine in Ireland, people were in such need for food that they would drain blood from the throat of their cattle and mix it with greens and whatever else they had and make blood cakes. End of paragraph. Oh. You know, what is... It, now, hearing this, this makes it even more astonishing that, like, the uh, production crew for Cake Boss is like, okay, we need the top... <laughs> we need the top-shelf paranormal investigators. This is a big-budget show. We are working for the Cake Boss. Yeah, right. And this, these guys yeah. were the best ones they found. The best of the best. <laughs> Nothing but the, the best. The best ghost centers he in all put, of Jersey. Put, put together a guide about vampires, and he went, let's see, let's see, Irish people? The Irish eat, eat blood, those blood pudding? That's, uh, that's vampires. And he, he finishes, I'm not kidding. In the 1960s, we were treated to a friendlier vampire named Grandpa from the TV series The Munsters. <laughs> This was this was a Playboy vampire who enjoyed cooking things up in his lab and making his son-in-law Herman act more like he wanted him to. But even Grandpa had a sinister side. In the open of the show, when Lily is saying goodbye to the family as they go off to work and school, don't know where a vampire might be going in the daytime, as Grandpa goes to kiss his daughter's hand, he makes an attempt to bite it! Four exclamation points. This just goes to show that you cannot trust someone who drinks blood to get by. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> citation is the monsters. 
<laughs> I will say, in all of our time of podcasting about weird shit like this, I think that vampires have the all-time low score. All-time low score for me. Like, I can't give them yeah. any credibility points at all. I, I don't believe. Yeah, but haven't I'd you agree. ever seen the opening to the I, monsters? <laughs> Probably, but <laughs> I risk my case. <laughs> I feel like there has been an inordinate focus on the introduction to the monsters. I feel like that is really what all of this was leading to. <laughs> yep, he just saw an episode of the monsters, and he's like, he "Printed on it." I don't know. Yeah. No one wants to talk to me about the monsters. But I think I know where I can squeeze it in. But I've noticed something. Grandpa goes to bite the hand in the intro. You can't trust a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's written by the guy who wanted to fuck that cake so bad. That's some chat GPT I hope he got Chat GPT, say something inoffensive about vampires. It reminds me of like... Uh, Christian apologists, when they're like, they'll find a line in the Bible and try to be like, no, 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 see, see, this is a dinosaur in the Bible. They don't say the word dinosaur, but like uh, tree trunks, like legs. Oh, that's definitely a brachiosaurus. You know, it's a, it just feels like this, this wild, like motivated reasoning as opposed to the scientific vampire hunters, right. I guess. Why well, I, I, the thing with vampires is so funny because the premise with a ghost or the premise with something paranormal is like, hey, this is in another dimension. It's in another plane of reality. So that's why you have to look so hard and that's why you never see it. A vampire, you can see. <laughs> They're guys, they have cloaks and fangs. They won't even come in your place unless you invite them. They're very, very easy to detect. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This guy should have in a castle. Yeah, just go to the castle. Yeah, he should have started a vampire hunting agency. <laughs> We're vampire hunters, and what we need is a sexy cake to to lure out Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> we found this bat, and then the cake lady's like, "Is that my father?" <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's your dad. Einstein hunted Frankfurt. For generations, the Hot Dog Mountains have had more sightings of mysterious creatures than anywhere else in the United States. Now, hardcore hunter and husky ninja Sean Baby, along with his partner, the chemically augmented Trappist Brockway, are after the most dangerous, most mysterious creatures in the world, the Supremes. Three Finger Louie, Aaron Croston, known by locals as Medium Foot, Adrian H, Aiden Muat, Unandy, Armando Knopp, Badger, sometimes called Old Skunkfoot, Benjamin Siran, Bim Talzer, Brandon Garland, Brian Saylor, Brianne Whitney, Alpha Queen of the Demon Coyotes, Burrito, Cyril, Chance McDermott, Chase the Mothfoot whose daddy was Bigfoot and whose mama was the Mothman. Chris Brower, 
Clementine Danger. Craig LeMoyne, actually five chupacabras snapped together like Voltron. Dan B, Devin, the Rogue Supreme. David Shull, the Goose Boy of Smack'em Holler. Dean Costello, Dr. Awkward. Grayson, Original Flavor Bigfoot. Dusty's rad title, the new Bigfoot who killed Original Flavor Bigfoot. Eric Spalding, Every Zig, the Ghost of Bigfoot. Fancy Shark, Gareth, Bigfoot Ghostbuster. Jellaho, Greg Cunningham, the Bigfoot who kills Bigfoot Ghostbusters. Hambone, Haraka. Harvey Penguin, the Music City Wolfman. Hot Fart, Honk. Jaber Al Aiden. Jeff Araski, Bigfoot's evil doppelganger from the Darkfoot dimension. Jim Salter, John Dean, John Hector McFarlane, John McCammon, John Minkoff, Joseph Searles, whom locals call Chucklefoot for his amiable nature and smiling feet, Josh Fabian, Josh Quicksall, Josh S., Joshua Graves, Ken Paisley, the Rhode Island Boatfoot, K&M, Lisa, the Bigfoot who got a trucking license and makes $1,500 a week. Go on ahead and ask Truckfoot how. M. Jahi Chappelle, Mac Miserable, sometimes called Glumfoot, sworn enemy of Chucklefoot. Matt Riley, Max Baroy, Michael Lair, Partyfoot. Michael Wells, Mickey Loman, Mike Styles, Moju. N.D. the Pittsburgh Wampus, the only cryptid known to steal catalytic converters. Neil Bailey, Neil Schaefer, Neku 104. Nick Ralston, Ozzy Olin, the Bigfoot who learned sign language and won't shut up. Patrick Herbst, Rachel, Rev, Rhiannon, Sarkovsky, the reckless bastard who brought language to the feet. Sean Chase, Spotty Reception, Supernaut, Ted H, Reverse Possessed Double Bigfoot. That's right, he puts the spirits of two big feet in you. Thomas Cavazos, Timmy Leahy, Toasty God, Tom Sakula, Tommy G, Waylon Russell, the Waylon Wahoo of Walla Walla. That was a, that was a cute one. That was just for me. Yanis Ioannidis, Yosarian, and the biggest game of all, the last thing countless Bigfoot has ever seen in this bad old world. They'd call him the Widowmaker if any Bigfoot hunter ever had a wife. He's the vile one, that old enemy. Alpha Scientist Jabbo, whom locals call, when they dare to speak of him at all, Jerkfoot.